We are in Alma 15, and the only reason I didn't do this with yesterday is because it just is such a fantastic story. I don't want to shortchange it at all. And so it tells us in verse 1 that Alma and Amulek are commanded to depart. And that's a really important word because obviously if they're commanded, it's from God. They wouldn't obey a command from anyone else. The only one they would obey is God. And God commanded them to teach, and now God has commanded them to leave. They have done what he's asked them to do, and it's time for them to leave this city. And this city will be destroyed. This city will fall on the prophecies that have been prophesied from the beginning um, of God. And that is when you've cast out your righteous, you will be destroyed. And that will happen. We will see that. Okay, so they go to Sidon, we find out, and they find all of these people that have been cast out, all of these men who have been cast out and stoned. And they have to tell these men what has happened to their wives and their children. And I just can't imagine this. In my mind's eye, I see this prophet and this wonderful man, Amulek, just weeping with these people as they tell them what what has happened to their wives and children. And and Amulek knows the sacrifice and Alma's heart is pained, but these are people they love. These are converts and that had listened to them. And so as missionaries, can you imagine how hard this would be? And I love that it tells us <coughs> they testify of the power of deliverance. And that is the testimony that Alma gives to Amulek and says, the Lord has told me he has taken them to himself. And so he testifies of that to these people to bring them peace and let them know that God has them with him. And so I just find that so beautiful. And while they are inside on with all of these people, these converts, um, they find out that Zeezrom, that's where Zeezrom is. And he is just sick. It tells us he is harrowed up in his mind with all and it's exceeding sore with the burning heat of thinking he is responsible for Alma and Amulek's death not to mention all these other converts and not to mention all the others that he has led away for years away from the church and I again that's that conference talk that talks about the atonement being able to um heal us of our own sins, but also heal others that our sins have affected. And I love that. Okay, because that's so important in this, because as you wonder how someone so horrid can be healed, <laughs> it's the atonement. And I think I love this because it just, again, is such a witness that no one is beyond the reach of God. And that should glory, make us all feel so happy and make us all so excited and realize how much the Lord loves all of us. And we glory in that. Okay, so in verse 4, um, Zeezrom finds out they're there and he calls for them. And that tells you how much he's changed. He's so happy to hear they're still alive and, and he loves them. His heart has been changed and he calls for them. He's afraid they may not love him. He's afraid they may not think he's worthy, but all of that are Satan's fears. Those are not true fears. And so I love that it tells us that Alma and Amulek immediately go. 
and they find him with a burning fever, exceeding sore because of his iniquities. And the thing that I love about this is Alma knows from experience exactly what that feels like. He's been there for three days. He felt this. And we know he said when Alma went through this, he seemed to remember when Jesus Christ, whom his father had testified of. Okay, he grows up in the prophet's home and he knows this feeling. So the interesting thing to me is Yezrem has no way how to get out of this. He doesn't have, he didn't get raised in the prophet's home and have this testimony. I seem to remember when Jesus Christ, this is all like, oh my gosh, is that true? He's been studying not for truth. And so now he's believing on their words, but he doesn't have a father's testimony to fall back on. And so I just love that he calls for them. And I love this dialogue back and forth where Alma says, do you believe in Christ? And I love, this is what he says in verse seven. And he answered and said, yea, I believe all the words thou hast taught. That is so touching to me. And then again, Alma says in eight, if you believe you can be healed. And I love again in nine, he says, I believe according to thy words. And the thing that really hits me there is help thou my unbelief. I believe but help thou my weakness. And that is one of my favorite stories when the father who wants his son to be healed, help thou my unbelief in the New Testament. I just love that here it is. Yes, I believe according to thy word. Okay. And then in verse 10, Alma cries and says, O Lord, heal him according to his faith. And that's so important because we are healed according to our faith, not according to Alma's faith, not according to the prophet's faith. We are healed according to our faith. And I love in 11 the way it describes this. And when Alma said these words, Zeezrom leaped to his feet. Okay, he didn't slowly stand up. He didn't achingly get up. He leapt to his feet. It's almost like he's dancing. And what does that tell you? about his faith, how strong his faith was. And I love that he's healed according to his faith. And it describes it that way because it tells us how amazing his faith is and what a transformation we see in Zeezrom. I love this. And then it tells us that the word spreads all around. And in verse 14, and it came to pass that, that they begin, they baptized Zeezrom they began to baptize believers. And this is what I love in 14. They did flock from all the regions round about Sidon and were baptized. And the thing that I have here is all of the heartache, all of the sacrifice, all that happened in Ammonihah led to this huge miracle of salvation for all these souls who were baptized. And I have right there, was it worth it? When the angel says to Amulek that he will be, that Alma will be a blessing to him and his family, was it worth it? Do you think Amulek thought it was worth it? And then verse 15, it tells us in Ammonihah, all the people that remained there were hard-hearted and stiff-necked, ascribing all the power of Alma and Amulek to the devil, and that they were of the profession of Nehor. And we'll find out that God's prophecies and the prophet's prophecies will come to pass in Ammonihah. And then I love this in 16, and it came to pass Alma and Amulek, Amulek having forsaken all his gold and silver, his precious things, which were in the land of Ammonihah 
for the word of God, he being rejected by those who were once his friends and also his father and his kindred. And I have that word father um, circled because one day as I was reading, the thought came to me, okay, so if you had lived your life one way your whole life and you were married and you had children and all of a sudden you came, you converted, you brought this prophet of God into your house and you changed. And again, the question is, how long does conversion take? And here's the thing is we see a complete transformation in Amulek and he has the power to teach and convert Zeezrom. So that's a pretty powerful conversion. But here's the thing. So he converts, and can you imagine coming and telling your family, oh my gosh, you've got to come and listen to this truth that I know, this truth, and you change your life completely. You're not worshiping idols. You're not worshiping gold and silver. You're not caught up in the pride of dressing. In fact, probably you're, you're out there with the poor. You're out there with those who are humbled. You have changed your complete life around, and you come to your father and you're like so excited telling him of this truth you, that you found. And maybe your father even is half-hearted and listening, thinking, okay, maybe. Well, then all of a sudden, because of this truth, this new truth, we had that scripture where they had the power to deliver themselves from dungeons, from jail, from death. All of these trials that Alma and Amulek go through, they have the priesthood power and deliver themselves. But all of a sudden, your wife and your children, so your father's daughter-in-law and his grandchildren are cast in a fire and friends and neighbors and people that you are close to and nothing happens to save them. And this power that you have testified of that you have, can you imagine how this father might hate you and think you sat there and watched this. What is wrong with you? This is not truth and it's too much. And all of a sudden my heart broke for his father because he doesn't have a testimony like Amulek has. He doesn't have the faith that Amulek has. And he is so angry with his son and literally Amulek gives up everything Everything is taken from him, stripped from him, except his testimony of God. And I love that it tells us in 17, the people of Sidon gather themselves together in sanctuaries to worship before the altar, watching and praying continually that they have completely changed. And it is such a miracle in Sidon for these people. And then I love in verse 18, Alma, having seen all these things, he took Amulek and came over to the land of Zarahemla and took him to his own house and did administer unto him in his tribulations and strengthen him in the Lord. And the thing that really struck me in this verse is how aware God is of our suffering. He doesn't look and think it's no big deal. Look, you have the gospel. You know you're going to live with me again. You know you're wife and children are with me. You know your friends are with me. This has all been a blessing. This is all good. He doesn't think that. 
He suffers and he cries and he mourns with us, but he also has the eternal perspective and everything we suffer will be made up to us. And he delights to honor and bless and glory and sanctify us. And he knows the blessings that will come. There is no doubt in my mind where Amulek is. And he is with Nephi and Joseph Smith and Jesus Christ for all that he sacrificed in God's name. But I love what this verse teaches that just as Christ mourned with Mary and Martha and cried when Lazarus died, Jesus mourns and the prophet mourns with Amulek and strengthens him and comforts him and brings him peace, but also mourns, knowing all that Amulek has given up. And so again, that question, is it a blessing? These, the angel tells him, that they will be that bringing Alma into his house will be a great blessing to him and his family and of course it is of course it is but that doesn't mean that there won't be tribulation that doesn't mean there won't be hardship that doesn't mean there won't be sacrifice but i love that the lord lightens our burdens even so much that we might not fill them on our back he doesn't take them away because he so desires who we are to become. He so desires for Amulek to become this great prince and this great king. And we are promised that we will become gods and goddesses. And wow, what Amulek sacrificed in the transformation he made. And then the glory that waits for those who are willing to submit to all the will of the Lord. I love Amulek and I love this story and I love the bond that Alma and Amulek form and even Zeezrom and we find out later in scriptures they are missionary companions the rest of their life and I love to call them like um, the three that came and, and would fight for the king. I always think they are the most powerful trio in the name of God, to proclaim truth and be missionaries. And I just love that we will get to watch this go on. I bear you my testimony, the church is true. And I hope and pray you know how much God loves you.